Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with Vince. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And it's good to be back. So before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button and subscribe to us. And if you need to get in contact with us or want to get in contact with us, this is how you do it. Email us at latenightwithlarry55 at gmail.com. Yep, and if you subscribe, we guarantee you will not catch a coronavirus from that. That's right. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about a place uh, about 12 miles outside of Gallup. It, it, yeah, about 12, if it, not very far. Yeah, the, the but, place... Uh, I need a little sip of some liquid courage before oh, we get started. The, oh, there you go. And, and tonight I am back with my big sipper wine. Back to being Merlot the Magician. That's right, and the trusty old Coors Light for me. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. Now, the place we're talking about is uh, Fort Wingate Army Depot. Now, it, it was first established in the mid-1800s. Um, now, there's been three different locations. The first location that was tagged as Fort Wingate was in Cebolleta, which is, uh, if you're familiar with this part of the the state, it's north of the Laguna Pueblo. Then the second place they established it was in San Rafael, which is by Grants, New Mexico. And the third place, it was, uh, they were moving it west, is uh, right outside of Gallup. Now, it, it was, before it was uh, Fort Wingate, it was known as... Uh, Fort Lyons, I believe. Fort Lyons. And uh, Kit Carson, it says, oh, I was researching it, Kit Carson was one of the commanding officers. Huh. Now, in uh, when they had it in San Rafael, one of the things they did was it was to protect and uh, it's basically dealing with the Navajos when they had their long walk to take them to their reservation. Oh, the Trail of Tears. Well, it, it just it just refers it as to the long Navajo walk. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, when when they uh, moved it to the location outside of Gallup, I believe it was in the 1860s, uh, it was uh, the cavalry back then enlisted the help of uh, Navajo scouts because they were worried about the Apaches to the south. Right. So that's that's where the Fort Wingate that we know got its start. And uh, it, it, it was there, uh, I believe it closed in 1993. So right. a good 130 years. Right, yeah. No, I, I do remember people going to work out there. And uh, during my lifetime, it's been a ammunition depot. Right, right. Now, <laughs> when we were growing up, you could always see on the side of the road, they had the bunkers. <clears throat> they were somewhat camouflaged, but we were from the area, so we knew what they were. Right. They were full of ammunition. And uh, and uh, now toward the, the town of Wingate is where the the army barracks and stuff were and uh that that's where things started to get interesting for me when i was in high school i had a lot of friends that uh used to live out there at, at wingate it wasn't on the base but it was is next to it uh the town wingate got its name from fort wingate right so they would tell me stories that were passed down to them from their parents their grandparents you know family members and they would say that uh, it, it was haunted. You know, th they had an old graveyard. And they said if you would go down there at night sometimes, 
you could see the soldiers from the Calvary days still riding their horses. Wow, that that'd be a trip. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, I was in high school. I I, I uh, it intrigued me a little, but you know, when you're young, you're. I, I I didn't believe it, you know. I thought, nah, you guys are foolish. You know, go Satan real. <laughs> that, that's when I was young. So I remember one time we we mounted a little expedition. Uh, you know, some high school kids. We were just uh, we were gonna go ghost hunting. Is what we were gonna do. Okay. And that's before it was popular. You know, with all these shows. And I guess you could say we were the original ones. Try it. You're <laughs> but, the one. You know, we were so unorganized, and <laughs> it was it was a big joke. Is what it was. So we, we took the ride out there. There was, uh, I guess, about 10 of us. We took a few different vehicles. We went out to the, the old barracks. It, was, it had already been condemned. It was fenced off. And uh, we I don't know if we cut a hole, or but we got into the property. And then we, it was probably, I'd say, about 10 or 11 at night. It was already dark. We had our flashlights. We, we got into the barracks. And, of course, it was gutted. There was nothing there, you know, holes in the floor, holes in the wall. Just an old building that, you know, was rightfully condemned. Right. So we're looking around and, you know, we didn't know shit about ghost hunting. Everyone's making noise and, you know, we're big, tough teenagers. And, uh, you know, nothing really came of it. You know, everyone's just trying to be brave. Oh, there ain't shit here, blah, blah, blah. And uh, when we we went outside the back and there was like a, a balcony, a second floor balcony. And I remember everyone's making noise with their flashlight, and we had BB guns. Oh, oh. <laughs> but anyway, I remember uh, I picked up a pebble, and when no one was looking, I threw it up on the balcony. And when they heard it hit, dead silence. Everybody's eyes got like 10 times as big as they normally are, and they looked at each <laughs> other, and everyone took off running. Well, I thought they had BB guns. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but that was funny. It, it was funny right then that night. So that was the first night we all went home and we laughed about it. And the second night, uh, I have a friend, Tommy, and he had this nice, uh, I think it was a 65 Mustang, 289. It was a nice little car, but we used to go cruising it. And he's like, hey, let's go back out to Fort Wingate. It was just myself, him and his girlfriend. So we went, we cruised out there, we cruised around a little bit, you know, it's nighttime, everyone was in bed, whatever, it was dark and quiet. So we pulled up right next to the same barracks we had uh, entered the night before, and we just parked right next to the building, we shut off the engine, you know, it was in the middle of the summer, we had our windows down, we were just chilling out, talking, and uh, in front of the barracks, they have a, a porch, it was a long wooden porch. And I remember hearing footsteps, like, uh, you know, like you hear like boots when they walk on wood. Right, of course. And uh, they walked down the whole length of that porch, and they walked right up to the car. And I happened to be on the passenger side, so they walked right up to my window. And I was freaking out. I was like, man, can you hear the, what the hell is that? And he, he's trying to start the car. It was like a scary movie. You know, he couldn't get the key in. and <laughs> The car would start. Yeah, and I... I thought I was going to faint. I was freaking out. I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. And so it, it was weird. He started the car and we finally took off. And there was like, a, I don't know, another car out of nowhere followed us all the way back to Gallup. Then we don't know where it went. It just disappeared. Right. It, it may have been the men in black telling you. I don't know what it was, but that was my first, uh, one of my first true experiences with the paranormal 
And that really freaked me out. You know, one of those experiences that you remember clear as day. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I do. Because my first paranormal experience, I still remember it clear as day. Yeah, but and and uh, we 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 never went. We went back again, but we would only go back in the daylight. Right. And, and we, we wouldn't get off the car. We would just go drive around and look at things. And uh, I I talked to my friends and. They all kind of laughed at the story, and they're like, "Yeah, you you believe me now about what's going on out there." I'm like, "Yeah, I I, I do, I do now," and uh, it it's just crazy out there. I've growing up, I've heard so many stories about like the Calvary guys, and uh, I had a friend who even uh, he he was out there working on somebody's house, and they were they had to they had to break the drywall for some reason, right? And he found an old pistol in there, in the in the, in the wall. What would an old pistol be doing in the wall? I don't know, but it, it was, uh, he had it, somebody look at it. It was a Colt pistol, and it dated back to, like, the Calvary. It's one of their, the Army's pistols. Oh, it said U.S. Army on it. That that would have been worth some money. Yeah, but see, that's, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, I told you stories about the kid with the, started experiencing paranormal things at, at, the, at the shoe store, and he saw the boots crossing the road. Yeah. His dad's the one who found that pistol. Oh, man, that's crazy. So now if that's tied in, I don't know. Could be. It could be. Who knows? But what what other stories were you told about Fort Wingate? Now, uh, my best friend, his grandpa used to work out there. Uh, not on the, uh, not around the barracks and stuff, but you know where they have the ammunition bunkers? Yeah, of course. He, he was security there. Okay. And growing up, he would always tell us uh, not to go out there and not to go to the Zuni Mountains at night. Right. He would tell us there's evil stuff. And he would tell us stories about, uh, like, he'd see shadows in the woods. Uh, you know, because where the, where the bunkers are, they're right on the tree line, on the timber line. Right. And then you could go up in the mountain. I, I think it's still fenced off all the way up in the mountain. But he said, you, you see weird things. And he told us one story. He was patrolling at night. And uh, I, I guess uh, they would, like, make rounds every, like, once an hour or something. But he, he would have to drive the perimeter of the fence line. Right. And uh, he was coming back. He was probably about halfway around. I guess they had a road. And he saw something, you know, in back of him. So he kind of hit the brake lights. And then it would stop, so he took off, and he would see it behind him again. But it, it just started getting closer, and then with the tail, it got close enough that he could see something in the taillights, you know, through his rearview mirror. Right. Something was chasing him, running after him. So he uh, he kind of slowed down, let it catch up, because he didn't know what it was. He didn't know if it was, uh, I don't know, you know, they used to have buffalo back right. there or, or what. So he let it catch up, and... Uh, it, it got right next to his Jeep. And uh, this this man, it was very credible to me. And this is how he explained what he saw. He said, I saw the devil. He said it was probably about six feet tall. It was, you know, no clothes. It just had red skin. It had a tail. Right. And he said the whole time it was running next to the Jeep. It had like a, a grin on its face. Right. And it was just staring at him. And he said when he would speed up, he'd get up to 45, 50, you know, as fast as you could get on those dirt roads. Right. It would keep right up with him. Wow. That's... And he said it, 
it just ran next to him, like smiling at him. Kind of like the skinwalkers. Uh, yes, until he hit the, I guess, the gate where they go to the guard shack, and that thing turned around and ran up the mountain. That's crazy. I, I, I don't know what I'd do, of course. Once again, if I seen something like that, I, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think part of him was, at first, was disbelief what he was actually seeing. I'm, I'm sure he probably did think, you know, what the hell. You know, those mushrooms in my salad, were they <laughs> uh, Yeah. Were they the wrong mushrooms? But yeah, no. I yeah, mean. now, if it, if it was anyone else, I'd say that's a possibility. <clears throat> but not this guy. He's one of the old school, clean cut guys, you know. Right, right. No, I mean, you know, credible people. And, and some people are afraid to tell their story because, you know, they are credible people. And they tell one story like that and people automatically. Right. Oh, you're. You're on the sauce, or yeah, or yeah, same, same, you know, with the UFOs, Bigfoot, and that's why so many people don't come forward. Uh, That's true, and and the only reason he told us is because my best friend was his grandson, right? You know, and he was kind of warning us because we were that high school age. You know, we used to, you remember, we used to go out to the forest and party, of course. Yeah, so he would uh, remind us of what's out there. He's he he would tell us there's a lot of things that we don't understand that are out there. I mean, and and I don't know if it's just human instinct, but when we go to the forest, even still, I get creepy feelings. Yeah. I mean, because you, you really get a, a sense of being powerless. Right. Oh, oh, you definitely are out there. I mean, we're too attuned to city life, but you get out there and, and you walk around in that forest and you definitely feel naked. You're like, I don't know what's out here. I, right. You, now, doing research with Fort Wingate, it's uh, associated with two battles. I don't know if you know anything about the battles that happened out there. No, I, I didn't even know that it was uh, called Fort Lyon and I didn't know that they moved it yeah, two it, different times till it became the Fort Wingate it is. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a, I can't remember, there was two battles, the Apache, maybe Apache and Navajo battles, but there was two battles that happened out there, and I, I know there's there's been battles all over the Gallup area, because when our our dad used to work for the county doing uh, running heavy equipment, they would unearth stuff at times. Right. Well, I, I remember one time, not to get off subject, but I know there were battles out there, because when he was working around the landfill in Gallup, he excavated an old Spaniard sword. You remember that sword? Yes. And that thing was still intact. I mean, the wooden handle had rotted off, but the sword was still. Yes, and uh, I want to say there was armor and everything that they found that they yeah. they took to the museum. Supposedly took to a museum. Right. So I I know battles happened out there. So you know that like like we said earlier, we don't know who's buried where in that town. Right. Right. Now. Uh, all, yeah, in two battles, you know, there's uh, people that probably never got buried properly. So there's a lot of spirits with unrest. Right. And uh, y- you've heard stories about the Zuni Mountains anyway. There's uh, a lot of these native cultures. I'm not going to say they're witchcraft or something, but they're just they're, their rituals, their beliefs are different than what we believe. So, of course, it seems strange to us. Yeah, I mean, it is. And I have heard stories, you know, I've heard many stories about what happens down in Zuni and, right. and that area. And and, and now, I, I don't know if you knew this about Fort Wingate, but uh, they uh, they provided 100 tons of explosives to the Manhattan Project right. for the first Trinity test. 
Oh, damn. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that, that came from Fort Wingate. Damn. So, and, and you know, that atom bomb, Japan, you know, it's all tied into there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Robert Oppenheimer, he, you know, he uh, he's he's credited with being one of the fathers of the atom bomb. And I, I read his biography, and he, he wished he would have never developed that. Right. Yeah. But, you know what, if he didn't, somebody else would have. Yeah, someone would have. But that being said, who knows what that's tied to? Yeah, and I, I mean, a lot of this stuff is tied together, and uh, that just because somebody didn't die on the property, somebody died as a d- direct re- result of what happened on the property. Right. And uh, yeah, the, the ancient burial grounds all through there. Um, and who who knows who knows what the military did back in the mountains and. Or what they're still doing back in the mountains. Yeah. But, you know, and that brings me, I've, on the way to McGaffey, where we used to party in the woods or go to the campgrounds to picnic, I mean, every time I would drive by Fort Wingate, it was just creepy. I mean, I would see the Fort Wingate High School, and I just thought that that was a creepy little place. Yeah. I I was creeped out by it. Yep. And, yeah, and uh, just growing up, all the stories we heard about Fort Wingate and stuff and... And even when we were younger, it was still in operation, but you didn't hear a lot about it. Everything that went out there, went on out there was hush-hush. It was hush-hush. The only time you heard anything about it is like when, because uh, I know during the time it was operating and we lived out there, that they were dismantling a lot of the am- ammo because it was old ammo that was stockpiled. Right. And they were just dismantling it, blowing it up. And the only time I heard anything is when someone got injured. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember they used to have the explosions like every day, like clockwork? Yep. Fort Wingate's, what, 14 miles away, something like that? Tw- 12 miles. 12 miles, but it would still rattle our whole house. Yep, you'd hear that stuff. You're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. And they did it for quite a while. Right, right. I, I'll, I remember growing up almost every day. And here's my thing. There's so many of those bunkers that they stored the munitions at. What's in there now? You know? Yeah. Is is there anything in there? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'll bet you could hang around a lot of them and you'd probably get uh, some paranormal activity. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet, you know, just being out there on the property, you know, just as many people, well, everything surrounding Gallup, you know, it, it was, uh, Gallup was a railroad town. So it was a camp actually. And, you know, people died. They would just bury them off to the side. A lot of cemeteries, I'm sure, just got built on top of. Oh, I'm sure of it. And that's why I think Gallup has so much paranormal activity. Just so much unresolved death that, you know, people were just buried in shallow graves or maybe even just thrown to the side and yeah. left to rot. Yeah, especially when they were doing the, the railroad. I think there was a lot of immigrant workers. Of course. And they, you know, they didn't give two rats ass about immigrant workers. Right, and and not only the railroad, but Gallup is there's coal mines under Gallup everywhere. Right. Who knows what's still down there? Right. And 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 see, and that's interesting because we have Fort Wingate that's haunted. The house we lived in was haunted. Uh, we just uh, talked to Tammy and about her haunting. Yes. 
and you know her house was haunted and like uh, the El Rancho the famous El Rancho hotel where the movie stars stood that's extremely haunted yeah you know and there's so many places in Gallup that that are haunted I wonder in other cities do they have as many buildings and places and homes that have paranormal activity right. like now we did there um I I want to say just about everyone I know from Gallup has a haunting story right uh, i i'm gonna agree with you it's like everyone has been uh touched by the paranormal in one way or the other yes and uh not to get off subject but uh a, a friend of mine who lives in san rafael where the base was before Gallup. right now they live in a house that he says is haunted okay uh, now his wife don't believe it used to be her grandmother's house and my friend believes that it's his, her grandmother her that's grandmother. haunting the house. He said because he sees an old lady with gray hair walk around from time to time. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. But that, that goes back with the base being there and there's been battles fought, you know, who knows what's buried around there. Right. Has, I mean, can he make out the features of this old lady and has he seen pictures of her? He he can't really make out a lot of facial detail, right. and it's just whenever he sees it, it's just like a a quick glance, a, a quick yeah yeah. Now, again, not to get off schedule, but uh, we were talking about this. I told him we were going to do the Fort Wingate, and uh, you know how we talked about there's people buried everywhere, some people not buried properly, and you know maybe some unrest. Right. And he shared a story with me. I'm going to share real quick. Right. Now he's from Los Angeles. Uh, he's uh, his, his, I know his father for sure was an immigrant and uh, they, they were, I guess they were very poor. They grew up in the projects and apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now the uh, apartment buildings that he lived in growing up, uh, there was a mortuary there and something happened. I want to say it burned down. Right. So they just built on top instead of rebuilding the mortuary. Right. They built the uh, apartment complex and he said uh, at night they could hear music like from the funeral home. Like the how they would play the organ? Yes. That's fucking creepy. Yeah, they would hear that. They would hear that quite a bit. And he, he explained to me the apartment layout, and there was one room directly across from the bathroom. He said, there, you know, it was a little apartment, and they're all sitting there watching TV one evening. And him, I believe his sister and his mother all saw this. They saw a person walk from the bedroom walk across through the hallway and into the bathroom. Now, he said the the upper body was very clear. It was a person. Right. It was uh, not a whole lot of detail, but, you know, you could see the shape of a person. Right. And then as you go down, it, it, it turned into more like a, a black mass. But uh, it, it had the, the human shape the most for the most part. Right. And they all saw it walk by. And uh, they looked at each other. Did you see that? And the mom tells him, go check, go see what it was. And he's like, hell no. You know, he was just a kid. <laughs> right. And the mom throws him to the wolves. Yeah. So, but after a while, I guess he got up the courage and when he checked, there was nobody there, nothing there. Uh, and see, that that's strange because you hear so many uh, experiences like that. And yeah. Yeah, But see, that, that story, it just brought me back because do you remember in Gallup when the mortuary burned down? Yes. And now what what did they build there? Uh, where the mortuary, well... Uh, 
or is that just parking lot? No, no, they turned it into parking lot. They what they did is once it burned down, they uh, took out the the freezers, everything, yeah. and it had a basement. Yeah, I, I remember because the basement was quite open yeah, for a while. Yeah, so they they backfilled it, and now it's just parking lot. Okay, but it's right next to like the gel, the title company, and the title company, and uh, not too far from the courthouse. Yeah, it's 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 actually courthouse parking lot. That's right. And so, I wonder if you're at the courthouse at night and you. See or hear something. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I know a lot of you listeners out there have paranormal stories. That'd be great if you share it, because I haven't met too many people that don't have a paranormal story. It seems like everyone we know does, and it's. Here's my thing. I I, I know that you know we have uh, the Christian community and the faith based communities and. Their explanation for all this is that everything is demonic. Now, I don't know, okay? I, You know, I don't know. But there's got to be something else to it. Because we are spiritual, all of us. And when you die, that your, your energy, your, your energy just doesn't... It has to go somewhere. has to go somewhere. And... I'm not sure where it goes, but every now and then you see people that have had true encounters with a spirit right. around, and they're not all demonic, right? You know, yeah, and then I don't. I think the majority of them aren't, but then you do have the ones that are. Of course. Now, now my theory with these spirits, what, what do they say when somebody dies? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Right. But. To me, it seems like when something happens here on earth or they got unfinished business, uh, they can't rest in peace. Of course. Now, I, I know that the, the Bible says, uh, you know, the Old Testament says, uh, like Moses and all these, when they were dying, now you will go, you will go rest with your fathers, right? Which they meant, you know, you're so, and, and that used to, Make me think too. I'm like, okay, you're gonna go rest, and you know they call death the, the long sleep. Right. So I'm like, oh, you're gonna go rest with your fathers. What does that truly mean? You know. And like you said, if this spirit is restless and it feels like it doesn't have the right burial or business wasn't finished, right? They can't rest, or they need to get a message across. That's right. That's right. And sometimes you do hear some spirits that that are trying to give a message across to someone. Right. And uh, and a lot of times, if if you watch these ghost shows or whatever, and you believe a lot what they're saying, once the spirits get their message across or whatever, then they can move on. They and they usually do. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're the Amityville whore. Right. <laughs> or the Yorona. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting what's out there. It's interesting what people see, what people think. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to bring up the Fort Wingate today because I thought, you know, it'd be pretty cool because now that it's warming up, we're going to, we'll probably do some podcasts on location in the mountains when we're out there squatching. That's right. And so I was thinking, why not do one like in a, a haunted location? That's right. And, you know, there you brought up some history about Fort Wingate that I just, I didn't know. I mean, I lived by it all my life, but I didn't know it was moved or, or yeah. 
You know, I, I do know that in our area there was always warfare because the Apaches and the Navajos, yes. although they're closely related, they hate each other. Yes, and it, it's funny because uh, even today, like the local tribes around Gallup, if you confuse one with the other, and that's a big insult. They get offended. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of unrest because because of the long walk you know when they're taking the navels to the the reservation and you know not everybody made it only the healthy made it right there were a lot of they lost a lot of tribal members on that walk young old you know yes so that's why that's there's a lot of unrest there and and I, I just thought it was something worth mentioning because of the stories I've heard, because of the experience I had. Try it. Now, if there's anyone out there who knows Fort Wingate and maybe you have a story, let us know. I mean, I, I'd love to hear it. We'd love to share it. Try it. So you got our email. You guys know a story. You know someone that has a story. Reach out to us. Don't be shy. Yep. And uh, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Uh mm. Anything you guys want to talk about, you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, especially now, everyone's locked in with the coronavirus. So try just tune into the podcast and we'll try to entertain you and get you through it. That's right. And thanks for listening. <laughs>